0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibas, Ashy's certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Earth Day is tomorrow, and we can always treat Earth the only home we've got a little better. Enjoying nature is one way to celebrate Earth Day. So today we look at your backyard and making it a great staycation destination. If you'd like to join the conversation with us this morning, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 Four six four, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org how are you guys this morning and pam <clears throat> well my earth is chilly your earth is, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I don't know why i have not a spring this morning but uh,
1: i mean my patch is cold i had to pull out my vermont hat this morning because i see that vermont it's cold hat. outside yeah, and I'm, yeah my little tassel in the back
0: good yeah. for you good for you uh, 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 What are you working on, Pam?
1: Well, I was so glad to hear we were talking about Earth Day because, um, you know, there's some homemade remedies that we can use to clean up around the house that aren't as harsh on, uh, on our Earth. And I tried something this weekend on my um, stove to clean the gunk off the gas range.
0: Oh, what was it?
1: Well, it was, I took some vinegar and sprayed it on the top, on uh-huh. the gunk, and then I took then some baking like soda. Easter. Yeah, and right. then it smelled like I was doing Easter eggs, and then I, I sprinkled uh, some baking soda on that, and then, let me put my cat down,
0: sorry.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hard to fix it 101.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, he was involved in it as well. So then, so I did the the vinegar then i did some baking soda and then i took a hot wet rag and laid it over everything and walked away for like 15 minutes
0: let it bake huh
1: and let it do its thing and then i went over and i wiped it all up and it was just sparkling clean it was
0: awesome wow okay good deal jeff how are you doing this morning you're on mute jeff that's okay all right we'll just we'll just keep doing what we're doing jeff's stuck at the mcdonald's line i'm sure right now uh, I'm
1: getting his coffee
0: you know what i had something i had something i just had to talk about and and pam you sent me something and and i jumped all up and down yesterday when i saw the news myself but i did want to mention this and and you know, on Fix-It 101, we've not been known in the past to endorse any tools of any type. Now, we, we do have people call in and say, hey, I like this one more than the other. But I will say this. Uh, we have said that if you wanted to get something uh, locally made, the Milwaukee Tool Company uh, has facilities here in Mississippi. Well, they just made a big announcement on Tuesday um, this is from JTV. It, they're expanding their presence in Mississippi. the The company will invest sixty million in advanced technology and manufacturing equipment to support the operation of a new accessories manufacturing facility in Grenada County, as part of a twelve hundred dollar overall jobs Milwaukee will bring to the region, or, or twelve hundred overall jobs. Eight hundred of the jobs will be in a brand new Grenada facility and the remaining 400 will be at the other facilities. This is so cool. For its latest expansion in Grenada, Milwaukee Tool will construct a 500,000-square-foot facility in Grenada County in their uh, I-55 Business and Technology Park. That's so cool. And like I said, not something we talk about a lot here on Fix It 101, but there's also a little uh, hometown pride here in the fact that that Mississippians are part of what makes some of the – better end tools on the market to be honest with you so it's just so really, how,
1: how big is that how big is that warehouse again
0: uh it is 500 it's half a million square feet Five hundred thousand. That's, that's a lot of tools Wait, how many,
1: we need to add, how many tools do you have in a building that big right. my shop is not nearly that big and i got a bunch of them my I shop bought. is like
0: can six by six and i've got more than i can count <laughs> jeff have you been did you hear about that big story
2: uh, yeah. About is it Milwaukee yeah. coming
0: or yeah, Milwaukee yeah. bringing another eight hundred jobs to a brand new half a million square foot uh, manufacturing facility in Grenada County? So it just isn't that wonderful. It is. It is. So if you're if you're buying local, strangely enough, something called Milwaukee is so.
2: And then, hey. Another, you know, obviously this is old news, but it's great news, is our Amazon warehouse. Um, yeah. I tell you what, we're Nissan, Amazon, Milwaukee. We're gonna Continental put Tire. Hey, right, Toyota. And, uh, of course, inspected like a girl and Houseworks, we're yeah. going to put Mississippi <laughs> on the map. That's right. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you want to get a question answered this morning about your home improvement or anything you've got going on that you're building, working on, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or, of course, you can send an email to fixit101 at org. I wanted to mention, guys, i got like a couple of comments this past week that I just had to uh, let you hear. Okay. Uh, To the Fix-It 101 folks, our house was built about 1955. For every light, there is any possibility of having two switches control the light. The light has two switches. The hall light has three switches, though two are so close, I can almost touch both at the same time. The switch by the front door started making crackly sounds, and I bought two three-way switches. Why are they three-way when I needed two? I turned off the breaker. When I pulled the switch, all the wires are black. The cooperating switch, eight feet away, I don't see the need for this switch, has all white wires. The instructions for the new switches led me to expect one each of red, black, and white. Goodness. I tried to deduct the correct wiring, uh, but for uh, uh, first few attempts did not work. I wanted to say the 29th combination is a success. Thank you for an informative (laughs) and entertaining show.
2: Hey, listen, I I, I have
0: to confess something. Okay. Um,
2: 25-plus years ago, I'm in the same shoes that the caller just talked about. I am trying to replace the three-way switch.
0: (laughs) Oh, Don't even. Oh, my goodness. I'm not it, it, sure if I've ever successfully done a three-way switch. Nothing, <laughs>
2: nothing for the for the beginner can be more frustrating than trying to make that switch work on both ends of the hall. <laughs>
0: oh at no. One point, I covered one of the hall ends up with with sheetrock and said, "Forget it." Exactly. Like if you want that light on, <laughs> you got to walk over there.
1: Well, and see when it was built, all Paul Paul had on the truck was black wires. Right, and then then when he's going to do the other one, he's like all he had was white wires. Right, so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more comment we got in that I wanted to uh, uh, that I wanted to run by you guys. Hi, a while back you had a contractor, probably Jeff, talking about structural issues and drainage. I had recorded his name on a voice memo as I was driving. Deleted it by mistake. Could you please give me the name of the contractor? Thank you. It would be very grateful. Fiona Lacroix is the name. So, um, Jeff, was that you? Well, you know
2: we've we've talked about drainage a lot. Yeah, you're like uh, Captain
0: Drainage on this show. So,
2: well, you know, drainage is so important. It, it is. It is. I can't tell you how important drainage is. So. Uh, I know a little bit about it,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, we also, Jason, we had Todd Sandridge on here with Superior oh, yeah. Foundation. We it sure could have been him tried, talking tried. about it, it. Could have
0: been. Okay, oh, what was that name again, Pam? So that we can make sure that person gets it.
1: Superior Foundation, and Superior you can actually Foundation. you can Google, Google it, and it'll it'll come up on there. And okay. I've worked with them on several projects and been real pleased with their work.
0: Even if we don't endorse anyone even if we don't endorse right right (laughs) (laughs) okay folks number to call is 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 let's start with a quick question one that will uh challenge i know jeff because he's given his opinion on this before all right anyone have an input on flipping deck boards as a way of putting off a full replacement for a summer or two, I've checked the structural components of the deck and everything looks good. No rot anywhere. I know flipping the boards might create some issues with the crown of boards, but I'm honestly just looking for a good enough as we tackle a number of other projects this year. Thanks. So, what do you guys think? Is this, uh, Jeff, we've hey. talked about when you make a deck. You you have the crown of the board up, and what that means, folks, is that when you look at the side of the board, you know how the uh, the wood has rings. Uh, the rings need to be kind of up like a rainbow, is is the way you want to do well, that?
2: No, actually, actually, just the opposite of that, Jason. What you want your, you you want your bark side out?
0: Yes, bark, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah.
2: okay. Well, I'm driving south, so everything's back.
0: Right. Okay. Bark, yeah. <laughs> Bark side out. Um, yes. And and when you when you and, and think of this in your head. Okay. So basically, even though the piece of wood is flat, the wood in it looks as though it's curved up in the middle, like it would be a dome if it weren't cut. Right. So so the the opposite obviously is is true. So if you flip that board over. The reason why you don't typically flip it over is that the boards will, will run into a cupping kind of situation as they kind of curl up over time, which is why you flip them down. So what what do you think about you this, know, Jeff, Pam? I'm
2: trying to figure out why we're flipping the board.
1: Because they're getting, they're getting some wood rot right on the top. And I'm actually thinking about that option. And if they're just trying to yeah. buy a little time.
2: Yeah, but 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 Pam, think about this. If the board, the board's only half inch. It could be five quarter. But 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 anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it probably is five quarter. But but look, if if you've already got rotten, rotten wood on the top side, are you really seriously telling me you're going to flip it over? No, no, you're going to throw it away and you're going to get a new one. If well.
1: Pammy's gonna. I'm gonna tell you something, and this is just me. I'm flipping it over because you can't
2: get a board right now.
0: (laughs) Now, that's a good point. (laughs) I'll
2: tell you you what you can get when you flip it over. You can get a broken leg or an ankle. Yeah,
1: well, you got to make sure it's structurally sound. I mean, if it's just a cosmetic thing, flip it over, but if it's rotten all the way through, yeah, you need to find another solution. Cosmetic,
2: absolutely. But if we're flipping it because it's rotten. On the top. Uh, yeah, that's Jeff's right. going don't
1: do it. I'm getting ready to tear out a deck around a pool. Uh, not mine. Well, it kind of is mine. Not fully. But anyway. <laughs> wow. You, you know, tearing it out is so much easier than putting it back. <laughs>
2: well, e- even though lumber is expensive, and I don't care if you're doing it yourself, time is a lot more expensive than the lumber.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I thought it was until I went to go see the lumber, but anyway. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All they're, right.
2: They're, hey, we're, we're making more lumber. And we're not making any more time, guys.
0: So. That's true. That's true. You know what, guys? Uh, it's gonna, we're gonna We need to take our first break of the hour. Today, we're looking to make your home the best staycation it can be. Some people will be making vacation plans for the summer, but your home can be a real destination with a little bit of work. So stay tuned. Uh, you can, to join today's show, you can call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, Autocorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at
3: autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
0: listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join this conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Who's chewing loudly? Oh, see, yeah, now it stopped. Okay.
1: I was (laughs) typing, sorry. Oh, okay,
0: sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Things sound different, you know. Like rain sounds like bacon on the radio. So whatever. <laughs> anyway, join the conversation. This polling this morning, calling eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So we're going to go straight to the phone. We've got a suggestion on those decking boards. Uh, Craig is on the line in Biloxi. What's up, Craig?
3: Hey, uh, I was wondering if anyone had experience with the uh, vinyl decking boards. I I haven't installed them. That and the fasteners, I use uh, stainless ring shank to put the regular boards down.
0: Right. Uh, Now, we talked last week uh, just a smidge about uh, Trex, the brand Trex, uh, which is uh, an artificial uh, board or, or manufactured board, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah. And the fact that its prices seem to be, as Jeff mentioned last week, we don't know if that price has changed, but what it has done is made um, that bore more attractive because regular wood's so expensive.
3: Yeah,
2: and I, I and I assume
3: they're like non-slip and they'll last longer. I don't know what the warranty is on them, but uh, you know the regular boards last for
2: a while.
0: Right. Jeff, Jeff, um, uh, working with checks before.
2: I the, yeah, I think the warranty on it's fifty years. Um,
0: fifty it, years. It's
2: an excellent product. I think I'm pretty sure it's fifty five zero. Um, it, it's pricey, but but again, you know, do it do it once and be done with it.
0: Right, right. And, and
1: after you know, that, there's... I didn't know. I, I, I'm just intrigued. I had never heard of vinyl decking boards, but I Googled it and sure enough, I, I didn't have any idea that they right. had plastic. So it's not the composite decking, it's different than the track.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is different. Well, yeah, the vinyl, the full vinyl boards, aren't they uh, PVC?
1: Yeah, it's PVC. So my question is. You do that here down in the south, and we get a rain, and then we get another rain, and then we get another rain. Right. How slippery is that deck going to be?
0: That's a good point because, like, even if you get on a wooden deck now that's got a little green on it, uh-huh. uh, it'll send you flying.
1: You're going down.
0: Yeah. So that's a good point. That's a very good point. But then again, uh, have you experienced the vinyl boards, uh, uh, Jeff?
2: Uh, no, no, we have not. I've done a lot of the composite. Right. Have not. Uh, have not done the vinyl.
0: Okay. All right. Good deal. Um. All right. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate that. That's a that's a neat option. I don't know if someone out there has built their deck with the vinyl boards. We'd love to hear about it. There's uh, a
1: comparison chart online. You can go on and look at it that way too.
0: Okay. Liz is in past Christian about uh painting concrete. You with us, Liz? Hi. Hi.
4: Um, I, My husband and I live in a raised house in Pascoe Shan. Mm-hmm. We have lots of concrete under the house that we use for barbecuing and hanging out. We also have a pool area. Mm-hmm. And um, over the years, the concrete has lost its appeal. And my husband is extremely um, handy. And I was wondering, is, and I saw online that these companies that will paint the concrete with this coating that looks like it's got, like, little specs in it. Uh-huh. And, and I'm thinking it's probably very expensive, but I was wondering if that would be a DIY, DIY project for him to do, and what do you guys think of that?
0: Well, uh, that is a, a project that someone can DIY, and does uh, people do DIY this all the time. I will say, if if I'm you, because of your location in Past Christian, I'm going to go to a show enough paint store. I'm not going to a box or maybe a, a local uh, hardware store that also is very interested in selling paint. The reason for that is in Past Christian, you're going to have some um, weather that is different than someone in, say, northern Mississippi is going to have. You're going to have some elements that they're not going to deal with right um that 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 may mean you need a different type of paint that will survive the sand and the and everything else in the world that offers you know
1: well, we live you know there's on all kinds canal. of the big thing i'm sorry that the big thing you're going to have to remember whenever you start doing something like that on the outside is you better Uh, prepare that surface so it's going to have to be cleaned a specific way and then dried out because if you start applying anything to a surface that's not um cleaned up enough then it's it's just it's not going to last very long and especially jason is so right because of the elements that you've got down there Mm -hmm. um you know so you really, and it goes back to Jeff's point, you know, how much is your time worth? Now, me, I love a project like that. That just sounds like a great weekend to me.
4: <laughs> I'm going to have my a husband, lot of fun. My husband's retired, so um, he has a lot of time, and he loves yeah. doing stuff around the house. Now, our I will say that we live on a canal, and our house has had inches of water underneath a whole whole house right so again it would have to be something that can withstand the flooding and the salt water yeah and-
0: possibly some sort of marine paint um jeff um we had you on mute we had some uh crowd noise or, or crowd noise had some road noise but what what's your opinion there hang on are you still muting all right well then no don't oh. worry about that oh there he is hey okay. man no,
2: I'm. I'm sorry. I'm traveling to South Mississippi this morning. That's like, all right. in Biloxi at, at uh, eleven o'clock. But
0: so, what do you think about uh, that paint and concrete? You've done it several times in garages and whatnot.
2: I, I, it, it's very doable. It is going to take an epoxy product, but uh, you know, we 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 paint the bottom of boats. That live in in the salt water, so we have the product to do it. And uh, but it's like it's like we've said, do some local research and, and get the right product, and and obviously get the surface that you're putting it on prepared to accept the paint.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, I would say, Liz, that that if you walk into a a, a big home store. of the paint you look at would come off that concrete in no time. But uh, you're going to, because of your weather conditions, I'm going to go to a local paint store and really get down on it. Gotcha.
4: Gotcha. Okay. So we need to, um, do you think that the paint we would get at the paint store would last? And I know this is just speculation. Would it be a, a good investment to go ahead and hire one of those guys, those companies that do that professionally are we going to get a longer?
0: Well, Liz, I will say this, and I lived several years at the beach myself, and I'll say nothing lives a long life <laughs> near the water. Nothing
1: near the water. <laughs> yeah, it just it
0: just doesn't. And you okay. know, if you're if you're near that area between okay. the UV and the and the water, no way.
4: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Do you okay. know, Liz? There was a I had a buddy who um, bought a house several years ago, and he was. Researching this paint that they used on lighthouses.
0: Oh, wow. And, and
1: it's a, yeah. And to date, it was lasting 30 years. So, no way. Um, I, I bet that, and let me tell you something, I bet that paint's so expensive. It, uh, you know, I wonder <laughs> if it would protect us from tornadoes. Because I mean, <laughs> It might be worse right. the whole outside, too.
4: Right, right. A, yeah, what's the wind resistance on that paint? Right, what right. I want to know. <laughs> well, you know, we're retired, and um, we're not spring chickens anymore, so if that puppy lasted 20 years, um, that would be super fantastic. Right. Um, I know that if it starts peeling, it's going to look way worse than yeah. it looks now. It's going to look really rotten. Yeah. Um, so I guess we just need to do a lot of research and— do our homework and talk to people at paint stores
1: and Ta- see what take they your eat.
0: time on this and do it right once this yeah, is uh, do it
1: right no and then liz, do me a favor too. whoever you get to bid on the work ask them what their warranty is
4: okay
0: all right thanks a lot liz we Thank appreciate so it much. you're Bye-bye. welcome hope you have a great day uh uh you know, I want to talk right now to uh Mike and Jackson. He's got a comment about those vinyl boards. Will and Little Rock don't go anywhere. Um let's go to Mike right now And Jackson. What's going on, Mike?
3: Hey buddy, this is Mike, uh windshield Guy. And I heard the talk about all the, the vinyl boards and whatnot. <clears throat> um I've got a four year old son that we uh take to the playgrounds locally. Uh more than one actually, all the playgrounds nowadays have that stuff it looks just like a two by four really but it might be tan maroon blue yellow the color doesn't matter i will say this it gets really slick when it's (laughs) when it's wet oh really the uh, vinyl basically it's got a a little bit of a texture on it Uh but it's still just you know plastic
0: i think uh, i think i know what you're talking about it's like a fibrous texture um, it sort of,
3: kind of, um, and I'll tell you another place you can spot it is in the public restroom. Just about anywhere nowadays, the the divider walls in the restrooms. Oh yeah, is, is that stuff? And uh, I'm a skateboarder, and I've always said that would be the ultimate stuff to build a skateboard ramp with because it would never <laughs> die. You know, uh, it might be too way too slick to, to actually skate on, but.
0: Um, well, if it, anyone's it in Jackson, like and,
3: until the, until Jesus comes back, you know, what I mean, it seems like it's just that tough, right? And, yeah.
0: Um, um, it, if anyone's in Jackson and sees a urinal wall walking out down the street, that's Mike <laughs> taking it to make a skateboard.
1: Taking it to make a <laughs> skateboard <right>. ramp. <laughs>
0: hey, man,
3: it, it, I can I can almost be willing to bet money that it weighs more. Um, so if that's, an, if that's a, an issue, then you may want to consider that. But right. you would think that because of the weight and because of how sturdy it is, you may be able to use a smaller, uh, smaller piece, you know, instead yeah. of using a 2x4, use like a 1x3 a or 1x3 right. or something just to inflate those. But uh, anyway, I heard you guys talking about it. I had to comment because any public playground nowadays, you can go look, and that's, that's the stuff.
0: Okay. Man, I appreciate that, Mike. Thanks a lot. I'll, I'll know to look at it next time I'm near that area. We're going to take a break, uh, break real quick. And, uh, Will, like I said, from Little Rock, don't go anywhere. We're going to get to you. It's time for another break, and we'll continue taking your home improvement questions and talking about making your home a staycation destination. So stay tuned. If you have any questions, give us a call at 877 ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.com. We'll be back after the break. i I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems.
3: Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
0: You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with... I am Pam Pibas, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. As a matter of fact, someone who typically listens to the podcast and not the regular show is Will, and he's on the line. What's going on, Will? Good morning. I, I wanted to say, before you got started, Will, you have us at a unique disadvantage. Uh, reason being is that you usually listen to the podcast, which is when Java's cleaned up all of our uh, mistakes. So so you might think we're a little better than we are. So, But go ahead.
5: All right. So I, I'm not from Little Rock. I'm from Philadelphia, Mississippi. But I am in Little Rock now because I'm a truck driver. Oh, okay. But I do I listen to the podcast often. Uh, so being from Philadelphia, you know, we go to the Neshoba County Fair, Right. and my family has a cabin that we, like, got the spot, built the cabin back in the late 60s, and it's the exact same cabin. I mean, from the Brady Bunch linoleum to, <laughs> you know, the 50-gallon tank toilet. Just kidding, but it's huge. Right. Um, <laughs> and so – it's it's starting to show its age, and we've been considering rebuilding, and due to the unique position of our cabin, the maximum we could do is two stories because there's a massive tree growing over the top of our cabin. Right. And if we were to rebuild, what would be more cost-effective, Plot like, you know, plywood and boards or, like, uh, cinder blocks and uh, wood?
0: And away we go. Uh, contractors unite and tell this guy something. <laughs> Jeff,
2: S- cinder blocks are expensive. Um, it, I think it's it's a better. At the end of the day, I think it's it's more commercialized, but it is going to drive the the cost. Up. Um, I think if if I had a budget that would allow cinder block, I would do that. Uh, if not I'm going to use conventional uh, stick framing
5: okay what about a, a, a concrete pad is a kind of compromise a concrete pad
2: okay, okay. so are, are you on conventional now
5: Yes it's stri- yeah it's very conventional now and and our cabin has flooded a few times but the wood is all maintained
2: yeah you know I like a slab I really do again, um, those those two cost factors are going to be about the same, uh, but I prefer slab on grade.
1: Okay. Are you in a floodplain? Is that why you're flooding?
5: So uh, have you have you ever been to the ship? I was about to
0: say, isn't Philadelphia in
1: in a floodplain?
0: <laughs> well the
5: well the the fairgrounds, the way some of the, the where, where some of the cabins are. Uh, there's like a particular section of cabins there are in the flood zone and then there's some that are kind of more elevated but ours is in a flood zone and, um, and it's never like you know really flooded but it has like come up through the bottom to just cover the floor it's about an inch or so we weren't there you know the cabins are only open in the summertime and it wasn't during the summer but it was fine the only like wood rot that we have is on like the, the skirting around the cabin
1: you know, i just to throw this out there. You do know that 1960 is back in style now, right?
5: <laughs> so, I know. No, we've kept the floors. We've always kept them whenever they were not tacky in the early, or when they were tacky in the early 2000s. And now they're becoming cool
1: again. <laughs> yeah, now they're yeah. cool. So, yeah. if I were going to do something it's like vintage that, vintage now. You know, it's called vintage. Yeah. Yeah, I would look at a remodel versus a rebuild. But well, if you decided you wanted yeah um if you were gonna rebuild, I'm gonna differ from Jeff and say I would build it up just because of the flooding problems
5: well see, we're, the 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 fairground is like they have restrictions on how you can build and I don't know what they are, and I mean, there is a cabin out there that is like up on poles you know that is like twenty feet off the ground but we but like I said, there's a huge old oak that's over the top of our cabin, and we can't build through it like a treehouse.
0: Right.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> you could do yeah, that.
5: Yeah, no, I right? <laughs> but the the fairgrounds are really picky about how they remove trees. And so, and this one's like, it grows through our back. Like our back porch is built around this tree. And we built it to where every couple of years we can saw out some extra wood because, I mean, some, some boards. Because years before, our old porch buckled completely and we had to replace it.
0: <laughs> uh, when you the know,
1: tree grew about- into it. Yeah, when you're doing stuff like that, because I'm kind of in the same situation where I've got an older property that I'm going to try to do some stuff to. And it occurred to me the other day, you can really be creative. Instead of just, you know, the regular old stuff, there's probably some pretty cool things you could do out at that property that would just continue to help it be unique and different.
5: Oh, yeah. H- have you ever been out to the fairgrounds before? I mean, there's some very unique fair cabins.
2: Yes.
1: Well, well see, you... I need an invitation. Are you giving
4: me one? Right.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. We walk, You know, everyone welcomes whoever their cat Like, our cabin is unique in the way that it was built in the late So our row of fair cabins are all – the families are all retired highway patrolmen. My grandfather was a highway patrolman, and that was whenever they used to have to stay at the fairgrounds. And – uh that whole road was camper spot in the late '60s, and um, they allowed them to purchase the spots and build cabins. And uh, awesome. our unique you feature is air that we have. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: now you know, Will. Probably the thing that you mentioned uh, that I heard that red flagged me real quick. It was funny at the time, but I but but I think probably one of your best investments is going to be in a modern bathroom facility.
5: Uh, we only have one bathroom right now.
0: <laughs> well, you said it had that 50-gallon tank on top?
5: Well, it looks like, I mean, it's not, a, it's not literally 50 I gallon. know. It's, just, it's a big, I mean, like, whenever it flushes, it yeah. looks like it's about to brim over. Like it, Yeah, yeah
0: it's, it's like one of those Jimmy Carter size, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a new toilet would be a great upgrade. Yeah, Add the day. bidet. Don't forget about the bidet. <laughs> the bidet <laughs> in the Sh- Shoba County.
1: <laughs> Everyone <laughs>
0: just uses it to wash it the red dirt off their feet. Right, right. There's a bucket <laughs> over there. All right. Thank you, Will. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Neat question for you guys here from uh, email. Pulled up the carpet in my new house, and the subfloor uh, is badly stained with cat urine. Can I, should I seal this before we lay laminate panels? Um, I'm gonna let the pros answer this, but for me, y- cat urine's not coming out w- except with a salt.
2: It is not coming out. Remove it. Yeah. Get it out of it. The-
0: it, you can you can put stuff down on it that will mask the smell. That wood will never ever ever get rid of that smell.
1: Uh, Is it wood or
0: concrete?
2: Jason, I'm in, I'm in agreement.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. Pull up the. You know what? Said, it says subfloor. So.
2: Subfloor. I'm assuming wood.
0: Right. Because concrete would just be a pressure washer to get rid of it, but but um. You know, if it's a subfloor, which means it's wood, uh, I've been in a house that had hardwood floors where a cat had used it, and and man, you can't sand down far enough. It's just so, there.
2: You know.
0: so.
1: Well, I have a little bit of experience with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled my carpet up and and had the sim- similar situation and I got a hold of some of that Nature's Miracle you can get it at uh, you know any of the pet stores or whatever. Yeah, I've seen that. And I got a Yeah, I got a roller and uh, with a thick mat on it, and I rolled that stuff on there to almost where it was ponding, and I let it turn on my ceiling fans and let it dry out. Really? Then I came back, and I kiltsed everything, and then I put my floor back down.
0: And so that, if you don't know uh, the jargon, when she says she kilts something, uh... I'm not sure it was supposed to be a verb, but it is, it is, uh, (laughs) it's giving that first coat. I uh, to
1: put on a little skirt and I'm not blowing on any pipes. right. right. is a uh, stain blocker, Right. but it can also be a, uh, it can help with odors as well. So um, I just put that in really, matter of fact, I did several coats.
0: However, in if you use areas, if you use old school kilts, the original kilts, it smells just like the stuff you're trying to get out of the wood.
1: Yeah, and you better open your windows because I I had several vomiting uh, episodes. and I was like, why am I throwing up all of a sudden? And it was because the kilts was making me sick.
0: You're not helping the show at all. <laughs> now people are now, running scared. Now, <laughs> hey, hey, um,
2: before the lumber increase, it was probably less expensive to change the subfloor.
0: Yeah, you before the what? lumber increase, yeah. <laughs> yeah, before. Before the lumbering, yeah, but that's a great idea. Before the
2: great lumbering increase of 2021,
0: I think I think
2: I think we'll go down in history as you know, the great lumber increase.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, it's a good idea, Pam. I I didn't think about that. I have used that chemical before in carpeting and stuff, but never on like a wood surface so that's a that's a it good idea like a
4: charm
1: i mean it, it really it's i haven't had a problem since because the problem you'll run into when an animal marks an uh-huh. the area then another animal comes along and goes oh, right this is my spot
0: right <laughs> and well I and mark. that's the thing is that they can smell it regardless of how you know how much you scrub usually.
1: Yeah, but you know, I have, and the worst are the little boy dogs, because they just mark everything. Right. And so, I didn't have any problems after I did that.
0: And got rid of the boy dogs?
1: No, I still, have a little little Spatman, still here, but he doesn't mark, and now he marks every tree in the backyard, but he's not marking inside anymore.
0: Okay. All right. uh, Hey,
1: and I have a, I also have a suggestion on that. What's that? If you've got a boy dog that's marking things, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can because and they'll do it i mean little yeah anyway i won't I, Thank I, you. there is a uh, a spray now i gotta go find it no. oh i'm ha- <laughs> it's, a, it's a spray that you can put on like your leather furniture and and it keeps them from from marking. because i was that. having an issue with that yeah but that i cleaned it up with the miracle stuff and then i sprayed this on there and i hadn't had any problems since
0: yeah okay all right, that's a good option. Um, all right, let's...
1: Uh, <laughs> do, where do you go from there?
0: I know, right? I think, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go to uh, Mikey and Mobile. This is interesting because we were talking earlier about painting concrete underneath uh, uh, this caller's house. And um, they were in a place where, you know, uh, if you're near the coast... Uh, things don't, I remember my father-in-law used to get everything on his deck, powder coated. Oh, if you're powder coated, it'll be fine. man well, it lasts about two years before the salt ate it and the air and everything else. So Mikey, uh, what did you have a uh, comment about that concrete?
4: Well, first of all, I'd like to say I'd like to hear that comment about what it is that keeps the doggy thing from going on. Hang on, she's she's coming around with it. I can use that, and I will be listening on Saturday morning when y'all repeat, okay? But my concrete questions are um, completely different. I'm not interested in painting it, I'm uh, asking questions about for advice on concrete dirt. Concrete soil, as it's called, where you and the reason I'm asking is because I want to use it in areas that are not, you know, I mean, the problem with concrete, I love it, but once it's there, it's there, and if you don't have a jackhammer and a way to use it, a jackhammer on it, you've got no options. So this is why I'm asking about what I've heard of is called concrete soil. Now, some of the areas in which I'm working are sandy, which when you make concrete, you mix it with sand, right? right. To make the soil. So, do y'all have any experience with using it in sort of? pathways, types of areas, um, uh, can it be used in uh, sort of naturalized edging, uh, you know, areas? You know what I'm talking about, naturalized woodland-type areas.
0: Right. Is this, is this uh, like on, a... On the
4: edges of that? And uh, let, me, let me, please, let mm-hmm. me finish, um, and then I'll, I'll listen. Um, also, vermiculite. What is the difference between vermiculite? I know that there's a gardening vermiculite, which is totally different from builder's vermiculite. What is the difference between builder's vermiculite and ground-up styrofoam?
0: Okay, uh, Jeff, I really (laughs) hope you've got an answer on this one. Is is she talking about slag?
1: (laughs) That's what I'm thinking, slag on the path. I I use that around my house.
2: I think so, and in fact, when when we hang up, I am going to call technical support at my concrete company and and i will have these answers
0: okay okay
2: i will give them to java and and he can put them out but uh, right now um uh it's above my pay grade
0: okay uh i have another question here what is slag anybody want to field that
1: it's the buy it's the byproduct from steel manufacturing
0: there you go Okay, uh, and it looks like these little <laughs> concretey-looking rocks things.
1: Yeah, it's a deep gray color. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's cheap. I mean, I it's like just it. cheap. And, oh, well, <laughs> I do too. I like <laughs>
2: and, you know, I, I built my personal house at Lake Caroline several years ago, and and on what what I call the mechanical side of my house, where I had my. Uh, you know, exterior, uh, tankless water heater and and, uh, my, my air units and my grinder station. That was the mechanical side of my house. So I went out with about three foot of slag and, and just made a walkway right there. Um, it it was, I loved it. It, it, um, it was very easy to maintain. I didn't have to go through, you know, flower beds and grass to get to,
0: to, the mechanics. sides so that's a great idea a i did the same thing with my air conditioning and gas comes into uh, one place yeah. in my house and yep. i did the same thing to that area and let me tell you why i was so tired of being afraid when i tried to weed eat that area oh um, exactly you know because there's small wires going to the air condition things like that so i pulled all Of the the grass and weeds out from under there, and I put slag underneath everything. And the reason for it is so that I didn't have to clean under there anymore uh, and and risk uh, weed eating a line under my air conditioning, you know? Yeah,
1: the only thing you don't want to do is put it around a a tree or something like that because it'll. um... It's not for that purpose. You want to put yeah. it against a hardscape or something. And I've done that around my entire house, actually. I've got that. And what another thing I did, going with your idea, Jason, is I came back and when I had my fence rebuilt, I had it rebuilt about... I don't know, 3 or 4 inches off the ground mm-hmm. and I put slag under that. So I don't have to weed eat around my fence anymore. I can just run the lawnmower right. along that slag line.
0: That's that's what I yes, that's why I did that because it was, you know, it it was it was worth a day of work to not ever have to weed eat around my air conditioning and gas line again. So, um, yeah,
1: and let me, okay, I'm going to answer a question about these little boy dogs Because I know that everybody out there is just sitting on the edge of their seat right. wanting to know what this is So um, I did a little research, and if you get, and Jeff, I'm sure you've got some of this It's a marine-grade Scotch card, and it's what's used on exterior furniture But if you'll take that and put a light coat on the base of your furniture, the dogs won't go anywhere near it
0: Really? Is it like a smell thing, or what are we talking about?
1: You know, I don't know the scientific basis for it, but it seems to be working here at the Pybus household.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, uh, one last thing. We've got a, uh, I've got an email here, and this is, this is interesting because of what may have happened to this listener um, and how to fix it. They say, uh, Hi, folks. I noticed today that a few of my fence posts are rotting through at the bottom. What's the process for the fix? Remove the fence panels on either side, break off the post, dig out the concrete, and re-pour concrete with a new post. Removing the old concrete seems like a uh, seems like a, a process that will leave a huge hole. Um, having pulled these things out of the ground before, this is a, a miserable job, by the way. Um, and you may want to look at uh, look up the word fulcrum; it'll be helpful to you very helpful right (laughs) well having done this before one of the things you want to research here is how to properly put that fence back so that it doesn't rot again uh at the base and uh and that's a lot to do with what you're thinking of concrete where you put it how you put it uh the whole nine yards but uh jeff you've mentioned a couple of uh ways now pam is there a way that you like to put the uh Posts in that that make sure that they don't rot out at the bottom.
1: Well, I tried something new. I think we talked about this on the show a while back, mm-hmm. but I tried putting um, isonine on the ba- bottom of it. So uh-huh. I sealed the post with that sticky. Right. Um, it's it's a product you use on your roof or around your windows yeah. underneath the subsurface. And so I thought, I wonder if I wrap this post in that, right? If it would protect it from. You know the con- the quick crete and the moisture in the ground, right. so you know jury still well, I just did it last year, so I don't know
0: <laughs> well is it still there?
1: I mean- yeah, oh gosh yeah, okay,
0: yeah. all right, I put some in last year. I used uh pea gravel at the bottom of the hole, and i, I learned that on this show by the way, someone had mentioned the the drainage uh and and the 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 wood being able to uh, get rid of the moisture that it had. So what What do you think Jeff? What What have you heard to be the best? I, I love the peak gravel in
2: the bottom and uh, then of course set your fence posts there, pour your concrete product in there. Now one thing I do not do sorry about
3: that yep.
2: one thing, I, I do not put any water in that hole uh, I feel here we, we have enough groundwater and enough you know, now if we're in the middle of the drought, of course you're some yes. water. This this time of year, I'm comfortable. I'll put the peat gravel in the bottom. You know, four four inches of peat gravel ought to be plenty. Right. Set your post. Set your concrete product in there. Crown the top of it and move on.
0: Now, when you say crown the top of it, what do you mean? Like just go on the top I mean, of it so there's no grass near it.
2: Well, that and, and so the water will shed off of it. Don't.
0: Don't create a big hole so water just sits there. Ah, Very good point. Good point. (laughs) Great point. All right. that's, That's a great point to end with right there. There you go. We made it through another one, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein, stay tuned for a Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.